This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. The hardest challenges in life are made a lot easier when you have people who are supporting you along the way. You are in a really tough spot right now, Julie. Young parenthood can be mentally and physically exhausting. Find other people who are in your same position so you can confide in them and they can confide in you. dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're going to do two things. First, I'm going to bring you another best of MKM. Yes, we're going to be featuring one of our most downloaded episodes from 2019 entitled, We're Making $100,000 Per Year, But We Feel Stuck. That might be some of you out there. Second, I'm going to kick off our season of giving with an MKM challenge. If you've been listening for years or even just last year, you already know what this challenge is. (laughs) But I'm excited to see how many of you join our family once again this year. So let's jump in to today's show. Our first question of the month comes in from Julie. Well, I guess it's not really a question. It's more of a Half question, half statement. But nevertheless, let's go with this one. (laughs) There's no salutation, no hey Andy or anything like that. Just starts out like this. Try this on. $92,000 income family with one baby. We live in a crummy, small, two-bedroom rental with poor heat and cracks in the walls. It's on the edge of the city. The best balance of travel time to work versus price we could find. My field which is international aid slash development, is generally in major cities, and we like our secure jobs, so not ideal to leave. My round trip to work is one and a half hours with driving baby to daycare, then transiting myself to work. If I transit all the way, it's two and a half hours each way. If I drive all the way, it's $300 plus in parking per month. There is no transit to my husband's work, so we need two cars. Tell me how to do better. Our bring home is $5,320 per month. Our rent is $1,700 per month. Daycare is $1,125 for three days a week. Work is allowing me to work two days from home. Highly stressful with a 16-month-old. Only daycare we could find with space, normal going rate. She's just providing me a little bit of information there. Going on here. $380 for car insurance, $470 for gas and transit, $800 for groceries, $250 for phones, $120 for internet and share of utilities, $482 for student loan repayment, $120 for baby programs and play, $100 for diapers, $100 for gym membership. She puts in parentheses here, the only thing we do for ourselves, and we actually go mental and physical health. 
that is $5,527. It doesn't include any cleaning supplies or miscellaneous or the money we send to Africa for my husband's siblings to go to school, gifts, eating out, which we rarely do. My husband has tried to pick up extra work in food delivery, etc., but it works out to be about $12 to $15 per hour, not including gas and wear on the vehicle, which is around 10 years old. So not really worth the extra stress on us at all. I do side contract work when it comes, but it still doesn't make the budget work. Give me an answer other than budget better or make more or unroot your whole family and leave your jobs and support system to go somewhere you'll be unhappy. Get it through your head. The pull your bootstraps advice no longer works. Stop these ridiculous, useless articles. Say it like it is. Unless you're making over $200,000 or born into it, you're screwed Our current economy and world doesn't work the way it used to. Uh, Salutation at the end. Just that's from Julie. Okay. (laughs) I sense a lot of frustration and anger and stress. You are a young working parent with a 16 month old trying to just live and enjoy life a little bit. That doesn't seem too much to ask, right? You're wondering, why is this so hard? And it sounds like you've read or seen a lot of articles or blog posts, including mine, that have made you mad, have made you angry. They make it sound easy to get the life you want just by pulling up your bootstraps and hustling harder. And you're right. That type of advice can be frustrating when you're already hustling and working harder than you ever have before, but you can't find a moment to relax or or just even see the light at the end of the tunnel. So you asked me how you can do better. I'll do my best, Julie. I am uh, just one opinion though, okay? So I'm gonna do my best. Here are five ways that I think you can do better. Number one. Try to not take online personal finance advice so personal. A lot of online personal finance advice is generic because there is very little time spent with the person seeking advice. Oftentimes, it's broad advice that can provide motivation and a general sense of direction for people. For example, let's use you as an example here. Even with all of the detailed information you provided, I still don't know where you live. I'm assuming it's somewhere like New York or San Francisco, but again, I'm making an assumption here. I don't know what your husband does for a living. I don't know how much debt you have. I don't know if you have anything saved for retirement. Without this information, my advice or opinion is going to be kind of at a disadvantage, you know? So there are a lot of folks out there that actually love this type of advice, though, because it allows them to think introspectively and then decide which path is best for them. I, for one, am a personal finance podcast and book junkie. I consume all of this content, and and then I decide which advice I like the best, and then I go for it. I've had a lot, a lot of failures by following the advice of others, but I've also had a lot of success as well. Number two, seek out one-on-one financial coaching and planning. Instead of reading personal finance articles, books, and listening to podcasts for inspiration and kind of getting frustrated with them, try meeting with a professional coach or advisor. This way, you can get past the generic and get more specific. 
Now, this can come at an added cost, but just like your gym membership that you say is so important for your mental and physical health, financial coaching is just as important for your financial health. Here are three women that I admire that provide financial coaching services from the comfort of your own home. The first one here, Tori Dunlap. I've had her on the show. She's fantastic. She saved $100,000 by age 25, and now she's dedicating herself to help women make more money and live a life of financial freedom. The second one, Whitney Hansen. She's an award-winning podcast host. She's a money coach, and she helps millennials pay off their debt and achieve financial independence. And then the last one, Jesse Furin. All three of these ladies have been on the podcast, so if you want to hear them and hear their story, you can check it out on this show. But Jesse Furin's the third one. She paid off her mortgage on less than $50,000 a year of a household income. She's helping others achieve a sense of freedom with their money as well. And she's raising three kids at the same time. So these three ladies, I'm inspired by all of them. If you need one-on-one advice, I would highly recommend any one of them. But by getting more granular with someone who's been in your shoes, you can gain a perspective you've never experienced before. You'll feel like somebody's on your side on your journey to financial empowerment. Number three, realize this is a difficult season in your life. Raising a 16-month-old while working in a big city with a horrendously long commute can be absolutely draining. The stress compounds when your money situation is tight. Try to step back and realize that the situation you're in today that seems so dire, it's not going to last forever. It is going to get better. For example, daycare costs. This is a big ticket item for you. Your 16-month-old is eventually going to be in full-time school. Soon enough, you'll have no daycare bill if you choose to send your child to public school near home. Income. Things might be tight right now, but you and your husband will eventually make more money in your careers. And it sounds like you're passionate about your job. You don't want to leave it, right? Use that passion to produce more income for you. And that's going to help you out in the near future. And then student loan debt. As you grow your income and pay down your debt, you'll be able to free up more room in your budget for investing for retirement, saving for the future, and just having more fun. (laughs) This is just a season in your life, albeit a very, very rough one, but just take it one day at a time, make small incremental improvements that help you and your family have a happier life. Number four, pause on the big things, focus on the little things. Now, Julie, you've clearly stated that changing jobs, moving, or more side hustling is out of the question for you. I got it. Let's focus on five areas that could potentially improve your financial situation. Number one, decrease car insurance payments. You're paying $380 per month on car insurance. I don't know much about your cars or your driving record or your specific coverage or even where you live, (laughs) but there may be an opportunity for you to save some more money here. Reach out to three car insurance providers in your area and get competitive quotes for your business. Try some of the big guys like Geico or Progressive or Nationwide. 
Usually they have aggressive rates for new customers. Whatever, whatever it takes for them to get you as a new customer, they're going to help you save a little bit of money in the beginning. You could save up to like 500 or a thousand bucks per year with one simple phone call. Tell your current provider that you need to reduce your car insurance payments and you have some competitive offers that are trying to get your business. See if they'll match it. And if not, leave and take your business and money elsewhere. Nicole and I have done this quite a bit. We went from Geico back to Progressive and now we're considering going back to Geico. It's just a little game you gotta play. The second one here, reduce your daycare costs. You mentioned that you have a support system where you live. Do you have a family member who'd be willing to watch your 16-month-old for, I don't know, one day per week? This may not be a possibility, but if it is, you could save quite a bit of money there. Also, consider signing up for a Dependent Care FSA, Dependent Care Flexible Spending Account, if you have that option with your employer. Let's say you do the current Dependent Care FSA maximum contribution at $5,000 per year and you are in the 10% tax bracket. You would save around 500 bucks per year in taxes or that's around 42 bucks per month. So that's another opportunity for savings. The third opportunity for savings, refinance your student debt. I have no clue how much you owe on your student loan debt or your interest rate, but refinancing may be a smart option to consider. Depending on your situation, you could bring your interest rate down quite a bit. It could save you hundreds of bucks per year. Look at partners like Credible or SoFi and see if the process makes sense for you. The fourth opportunity to save, shop for MVNO or prepaid cell phone plans. You said you're paying about $250 per month. Let's see if we can decrease that. A few months ago, my wife and I went to a prepaid cell phone plan with Verizon. We have the same coverage, same iPhones, and same data plan. Now we pay $30 less per month. The only catch here is we had to fully pay off our phones or fully pay for them so we weren't making payments anymore. But either way, we're very, very happy with our lower monthly payments. And this, this could work well for you too. MVNO cell phone plans are really popular right now. And it's a great way to get the same power of the big networks with a smaller price tag. So check it out. Could help you quite a bit. And then the last thing here to save you a little bit of money, shop discount grocery stores and meal prep. Sometimes switching to a new grocery store can save you quite a bit of money. My wife and I switched from Kroger to Aldi a few years ago, and we saved around $3,000 per year. If you don't have an Aldi near you, depending on where you live, consider Walmart or just another discount grocery store. Outside of what you buy, think about how you use it, right? Make Sunday meal prep day. That way you can prepare for the entire week Eat healthy and save a lot of money. This will reduce your food waste and help you plan for the busy weeks that you have. And it can also be a fun and cheap date night tradition for you and your husband as well. So all the things I talked about were they right there. Five different things. We talked about decreasing your car insurance payments, reducing your daycare costs, refinancing your student debt, reducing that cell phone plan, and then shopping with the discount grocery stores that could potentially save you four to $5,000 per year. That is a lot of money, especially when things are tight for you. But outside of those five ideas, there are dozens and dozens of ways to help, I guess, when you're living paycheck to paycheck. 
give some of those a try and see what works for you. All right, number five, find your tribe. The hardest challenges in life are made a lot easier when you have people who are supporting you along the way. You are in a really tough spot right now, Julie. Young parenthood can be mentally and physically exhausting. Find other people who are in your same position so you can confide in them and they can confide in you. There are dozens of Facebook groups that are focused on parenthood or motherhood or just generally improving your financial situation. Find one that works for you. I started a Facebook community with a few friends of mine who are young parents trying to figure out this whole marriage, kids, and money thing. It's called Thriving Families, and it is free to join. We would love to have you there and help you out. You just have to answer three questions and agree to the group rules so everybody is not spamming each other and trying to sell stuff. (laughs) But either way, join us. It's free. You can find that at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash FB group. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash FB group. And if you're not into Facebook or social media or online anything, just find some other mothers or parents in your community and see if you can meet them for coffee. Sometimes it just helps to talk with somebody when you're going through difficult situations like this. All right, let's recap on those five ways that, I don't know, might help you with your situation. I know you're skeptical right now with a lot of things that you're reading in the online personal finance world, but hopefully these five might help you out. Number one, try to not take online personal finance advice so personal. Number two, seek out one-on-one financial coaching and planning. Number three, realize that this is a difficult season in your life. And then number four, pause on the big things, focus on the little things. And then number five, find your tribe. Julie, I want to thank you so much for being open and honest and extremely candid with me. I hope my suggestions help you, Julie. I really do. I know this is a very difficult time in your life and I wish you the best of luck. And I know it's not easy, but just try to remember that this is only a season. Better times are on their way. We'll be back to the show after a quick word from our sponsors. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. 
Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Thanks for taking time to consider our sponsors, everyone. Let's jump back into the show. It's time for another MKM challenge, my friends. As we're out and about enjoying our holidays this year, we will more than likely interact with someone in the service industry. We may be served by a waitress, greeted by a host, or checked out by a cashier. These folks are hustling to pay their bills, and hopefully they'll make enough to have a happy holiday with their family. Unfortunately, these positions are some of the lowest paying jobs in the United States. The average waiter or waitress in the U.S. makes around $25,000 per year. While we can't easily change the landscape of the service industry, we can give back to our neighbors who are working hard during the holidays. As a small gesture of thanks and paying it forward, a few years ago, my wife and I decided to create a tradition called Big Tip Tuesday. This is a tradition that focuses on giving random big tips to people in the service industry. Yes, Nicole and I have been saving up our money all year for this fun tradition that we've been doing, and we can't wait to spread some joy this holiday season. And we want you to join us. Here's how it goes. Here's how Big Tip Tuesday goes in five easy and fun steps. Ready? Number one, pick your Tuesday. Choose a random day between now, when you're listening to this, and December 31st. Why Tuesday? I have no idea, really. I think it's just cool because it's got a little alliteration. So Big Tip Tuesday. It's easier to remember, maybe. I don't know. And the more random, the better, right? Who expects a $100 tip on a Tuesday? <laughs> But seriously, choose any day you'd like. It doesn't have to be a Tuesday. Just commit to being a part of this. All right, number two, choose your place. Go to a place where someone in the service industry is working during the holidays to make money or simply to make ends meet. Here are some sample locations. A local diner, a coffee shop, a fast food restaurant, a casual sandwich shop, a hair salon, a barber, even your Uber or Lyft driver, or even just ordering pizza or Uber Eats to the house. You could even think about someone who you've interacted with this year that works in the service industry and you're maybe thinking about them right now. I really like that gal every time I go to that place or I really like how that guy smiles and says my name when I go to that place. Just think about that for a moment. Is there someone 
who you'd love to generously tip and make them smile. All right, number three, leave the big tip. Buy something for yourself and leave a very generous tip. Now, the size of that tip, that is completely up to you. You decide what generous means. Nicole and I allocate 1% of our take-home pay to random acts of kindness throughout the year. So we're more than likely going to give away a series of $100 tips at random. And like we've done in the past, we're going to involve the kids too. That way... They can see this fun kindness in action, and hopefully they'll do it with their family when they're older. Number four, write on the receipt. If you decide to buy something that has a receipt and you're going to leave it for them so it's unexpected, write on the receipt, hashtag Big Tip Tuesday, and leave them a note of gratitude for their service and wish them a happy holiday. For example, thank you for your great meal and your smile. Have a wonderful day, hashtag Big Tip Tuesday. It's as simple as that. All right, number five, share it and inspire others to give. Share the receipt on social media or share what you did on social media with the hashtag Big Tip Tuesday and tell everyone about your fun adventure in big tipping. And make sure to remove any credit card information or any sort of like, uh, you know, financial info before you post it on social media. Oh, outside of posting it on social and inspiring others to give, please contact me and tell me how it went. I want to feature your kindness on my podcast in the coming weeks. This sort of stuff is infectious, and your generosity just may spread to others who are listening and saying, hey, I want to do that too. So let's talk about our giving goal. What's the end goal here? Well, last year, our community gave $1,501. I don't know where the extra one came from, (laughs) but it was $1,501 to hardworking people in the service industry around the country. We had folks giving in California. We had folks giving in Georgia, Michigan, and a half a dozen other locations. This community came out with a generous bang, man. It was super cool. I would love for our community to exceed that amount this year. I'm shooting for $2,000 this holiday season. It's a stretch goal. Haven't gotten there over the past three years, but our community is growing. The podcast is growing. I think we're reaching more people than we used to, and I think we can do it. I'm going to use all my platforms outside of this podcast too to spread this message, and hopefully we get a lot of people to join. So $2,000, that would be $2,000 of joy spread to those who are hustling hard during the holidays. I mean, think about all the things that people have gone through working in the service industry, even over the last 18 months. I mean, it's a hard job, especially during the pandemic. It's hard to get people to come back to work. So let's make it welcoming. Let's say thanks. Thank you for delivering my food. Thank you for being there when I needed a haircut. Thank you for serving me this food with a smile. It's a privilege that we're able to have food served to us at all, let alone during a pandemic. Off my soapbox. (laughs) Off my soapbox. But think about this. With this extra cash that these folks are getting that aren't making the most money, this is a reminder of that, they could be paying down their debt. They could be saving for an emergency so they could set themselves up for future family wealth and success. Or they could just, you know, make ends meet and give gifts to their family during the holidays. Think about that. Think about if you didn't have enough to do those things. 
It's a privilege that we're able to save for an emergency. It's a privilege that we're able to pay down our debt as fast as we can. It's a privilege to be able to give gifts to your family. And that's what these people are doing. They're working really hard so they can get ahead. Giving's a lot of fun. Think about the smile you bring to someone's face who's not expecting it. I want to thank you for considering this, everybody. Again, if and when you give, please contact me on social media at Andy Hill MKM. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or via email, Andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com. Or actually the best way to do this would be a voicemail. That way I can feature it on the show and you can tell me how it all went. So that's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash voicemail. I'm going to be sharing all of your giving on the upcoming shows. When you contact me, please tell me what you gave, how you gave it, and where you're from and who you gave it to. That's the information I want to be able to share. How much you gave, where you gave it, who it was, and then, hey, any anecdotes of the interaction. It might just become something you want to do every year. Remember, goodness, kindness, and giving, it's infectious. So let's spread some joy this holiday season. And this podcast will be your megaphone to share your good deeds. And I'll report back on our family's Big Tip Tuesday experience as well. As a quick reminder, this show is for entertainment purposes only, my friends. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. A big thanks to Dan Tabbitt for editing today's show and to Weird Digital Marketing for their social media support and to Dan Hines for his support on YouTube. I am honored to be able to work with you all. Thank you so much for your support and helping me grow this message. Before we go for the day, I want to encourage you to join our free Thriving Families Facebook community. This is a group of like-minded families who are working on their family goals and want to be surrounded with others who are doing the same. One cool thing we do each week is highlight some wins. A couple weeks ago, we heard this cool win from our group member, Chris, and here it is. A little extra money for teachers slash certified staff in my district bargained by the union for the extra work we have done this year in face-to-face learning while kids are out in quarantine. Labor and management working together. Chris, congratulations on the extra money headed your way. Yeah, man. If anyone deserves a raise after this insane year... That's a year and a half, really. It is teachers. You guys are not only teaching, but you're learning tech and you're figuring out the world of Zoom. I mean, it was insane. Like I get on these uh, teacher conferences now and all the amazing tricks that (laughs) the teachers could do with tech and Zoom and sharing. It's insane. It was not part of your original job description for sure. So can I get a round of applause for our friend Chris and really all of the teachers out there? Come on, everybody. Give a big round of applause where you are for Chris at all the teachers. Absolutely. If you have some wins that you want to share and inspire others along the way, please join our Thriving Families Facebook group at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash community. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash community. This is a free Facebook group. If you are not into Facebook, that is okay. Maybe you're on Instagram. Connect with me at Andy Hill MKM. I would love to hear your wins there as well. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Robert Louis Stevenson. Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds you plant. Start planting those seeds today, my friends. Carpe diem. 